You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Happy is he who is reverent is the title of this devotion, which is a statement you find right here in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 14. And I'll read to you from the Amplified Translation. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the man who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord at all times, regardless of circumstances. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Well, that second part is an important part, but I want to focus on the first part of this verse. Happy are those who are always reverent, the New King James says that there is something about the depth of our nature, the root of our character, that cannot deny that God is in this place and that we are His sons and daughters, that at all costs and at any price, we say, Lord, You are God and I will exalt You. Lord, You are God and I will worship and praise you only. You alone are my loving Heavenly Father. You see, in God gives this to us by His divine nature coming into our hearts. The Bible says we have become partakers of the divine nature by, by precious promises given unto us in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says this. And that divine nature, one of the great attributes of the divine nature within us that we receive by new birth, by being made alive together with Jesus Christ, is the reverential, obedient fear of the Lord. You see, it says in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might, the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord and the reverential, obedient fear of God. You see, it is an attribute of His Spirit in us that we receive this reverential, obedient fear. Wisdom, understanding comes by knowledge and the reverential, obedient fear of the Lord. That word, reverential, obedient fear of the Lord, or the reverence of the Lord, is a um, fragrant wording, reverence, in this part here in Isaiah 11. It's a word used for fragrance that something is delightful, attractive, a sweet incense, a sweet savior, a sweet sense of fragrance, attractive. And this is what we see in the Lord Jesus. Remember how Jesus said, 
the night before he was to be crucified, when I am lifted up, I think you find this right there in John chapter 14, uh, or is it chapter the beginning of uh, chapter 15? Anyway, he says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. What was the drawing in his self-sacrifice, in his self-denial, in his brutal death on the cross? What made him so attractive on the cross? It was the reverential, obedient fear of the Lord that was perfect in him. There was no guile, the Bible says, in him, no deceit. There was nothing in him that was pretense. There was no performance. He was the embodiment of the love of the Father to us. The scripture says in Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2, imitate your heavenly Father as beloved children imitate their Father, looking unto Jesus, who when he was offered up to God, his nature, character that was on display for all to see, was the sweet fragrant of the reverential fear of the Lord. In other words, he was wholly devoted to the Father. Father, Father, forgive them. Father, Father. <laughs> I mean, all that came out of him was his love for the Father. He says in John 14, verse 31, I do so that the world may know I love the Father when he's talking about being crucified. The display of his affection, that is what the reverential fear of the Lord is all about. It is the display of his affection. Remember how he went to Gethsemane just before they took him that night. And he was weeping. The Bible says in Hebrews 5 or 7, that in the days of his flesh, he cried out with loud cries and many tears to him who was the only one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his godly reverence in that he shrank from the horror of being separated from the bright presence of the Father. And his perfected experience demonstrating his obedience, not only in the action of fulfilling what was written, but in the nature by which he offered himself, made him the author of our eternal salvation for all of us who long to obey him. And dear friends, I want to encourage you to let that reverence fill your heart by his spirit. I think it's so important today, again, that there is a nature about us that is reverent, that isn't the nonchalance, the indifference, the idleness of a nature that just has no stature to it. It has no character to it. And I'm not talking about a stature that's domineering and controlling or, or, or superior to others. No, I'm talking about a stature of the fear of God, the love of God, that we are wholly consecrated and dedicated to Him. This stature commands a response. It, it, people can feel it in you. You can just walk and people can feel it in you. 
there's a stature about your nature and it's the reverential, obedient fear of the Lord. Now, I understand that some of us may listen to this devotion right now and say, yeah, pastor, <laughs> I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. What am I to do? Well, listen to this little part of this devotion. And the Lord said in Luke 22, verse 31, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. What does that mean? Sift you as wheat, what, what's the sifting? It's where the grain is separated from the chaff, where the little shell is broken away from the seed within the shell out of which flour and so forth is made. And you see, in other words, what Jesus is saying, Satan is constantly pushing to prove that your faith is worthless. But I believe that the faith that is in your heart is the true seed of the living Word who has shown you that I am the Christ. Matthew 16, verse 18, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Son of Jonah, for no flesh and blood has revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And upon this rock, this faith, that I am the Son of God, that the Father gives this faith, the Father reveals that who I am. No one knows who I am, Matthew 11, 27, but my Father, my Father knows who I am. No one can come to me, John 6, 44, but those who my Father draws by His Spirit to me. Oh, hallelujah. I know, Peter, that the faith that is in you is the true grain of God's Word and that faith in you will not fail, Peter. I'm praying for you. The faith will not fail. I'm praying, Peter. I'm praying, Peter. The faith will not fail. And when you have returned, strengthen your brethren, and we know we know how painfully Peter stumbled <laughs> and the very area where his gift was to manifest the will of the Father, the work of the Father, where he was so anointed to know the Christ is where the devil pushed him the hardest and where he painfully stumbled. I don't know you. I don't know who he is. I don't know. I'd be cursed if I know him. And yet God brought Peter through that painful failure and he became one of the heroes of the New Testament in that he bore the nature of God's Spirit, of God's reverential Spirit. He carried that anointing of always being reverent before God. Oh, I love the spirit of reverence in Peter. Peter had such an anointing of reverence about him. When Ananias and Sapphira in, Matthew, in Acts chapter, what is it, five or six came and they had, to, had were deceptive about their giving. And Peter says, you know, why? Why would you lie against the Holy Spirit when God knows exactly? And they both died right there on the spot. That reverential fear in Peter was so anointed by the Holy Ghost that it could not in being endured by those who were contrary to it, who were false and deceptive. And Peter had this through the rest of his life. So just because you and I have maybe not always had that reverential spirit, that doesn't mean 
that we have to lack any of it in the future. I believe that despite our failings, the Lord will cause us to rise with that anointing today and that again the church, again the body of Christ will carry this anointing of the Holy Ghost of the reverential fear of the Lord and it does demand a response in this world. People cannot just ignore it because it's holy, because it's glorious, it's mighty, it's powerful. Oh, I believe in this with all my heart. So let me close with you in Hosea chapter 3, verse 5 in the Living Bible. Afterwards, they will, like Peter, return to the Lord their God. Again, afterwards, they will return to the Lord their God and to the Messiah, their King, and they shall come trembling, submissive to the Lord and to his blessings in the end of times. I know in the New King James it says, they shall return and again have that reverential fear. But I love the way it says it here in the Living Bible. Afterwards, they will return to the Lord their God and to the Messiah, their King, and they shall come trembling, submissive to the Lord and to his blessings in the end times. We're in the end times. And I am believing this. Like Peter got up on that day of Pentecost, And my goodness, out of his innermost being came that river of God's presence, of God's spirit. And that very city where just over a month before they had brutally, like a mob, destroyed the innocent life of Jesus Christ and crucified him and mocked him. Now, instantly, 3,000 of them were slain by the reverential, obedient fear and cried out, and said, what must we do to be saved? And Peter says, believe upon the Lord Jesus, repent and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And immediately they were water baptized, 3,000 of them. And there is such a working of God today. I believe it with all my heart. Amen. Have a good day.